The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome. This is The Visual Workplace, and I am Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I'm your host on this, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak. Welcome to The Visual Workplace. Welcome as it grows very, very cold all over. We are also cold here in Portland, Oregon, where we shouldn't ought to be. We should be just in a kind of mild, lovely end of the fall season, raining a lot, but no, it's cold. I'm cold. I'm cold right now while I'm talking to you, but I'm cozy inside, and uh, only my hands, which are extended a little bit too far from my body, are picking up the weather. I'm really happy to be here. I want to tell you that I love the holiday season. I, I know that there's a lot about it that is fictitious and forced, but you can still feel this goodwill happening, this happiness, for no good reason. And I find it very, very beautiful. I pick up on it, and as a result, I'm feeling pretty happy. So, and I'm really looking forward to today. We're taking a break in the Visual Leadership March. Uh, I have to start the whole section called the X-Type Matrix. It'll take about Three shows, four shows should be very interesting, but there are so many hiccups in the next six or seven weeks with my travel to the UK and uh, also just the holidays um, that I I just didn't want to chance us losing a scope, a kind of build, a continuum of understanding that a series of shows placed one week apart would provide you. Uh, And, you know, I'm very interested in the learning part and the application part, of course, of um, the radio show. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm now I think, in our, I think we're in our fourth year because I think it's a really good vehicle for sharing, sharing information, even though it's not visual. It's such an interesting contradiction. But welcome to our show. In each of our shows, we're going to look at some aspect of letting the workplace speak of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the living landscape of work through visual devices and why we do it, how to install the language of our current level of operational six, uh, I beg your pardon, our operational excellence, even if we're not quite as as excellent as we would wish we were or as we will be. When we make that level concrete and specific through devices, through physical mini-systems, 
we can literally see how we think. We can see how that thinking functions, what it gets us, because we've captured it in these devices. Oh, wonderful. And we bother with this because of the powerful bottom line benefits in terms of improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery time, shrinking costs, splendid cultural alignment, a spirited and engaged workforce on all levels, including the executive level, a spirited and engaged executive, oh boy, and we enjoy ourselves along the way. We enjoy ourselves at work. Through visuality, we take the struggle out of work. I'm going to be making a delineation today between lean and visual because we're going to be looking at, as you know, the five things you may not know about visuality, taking a break from visual leadership. And in, in sharing that with you, I think you'll understand how visual and lean is different because that's my two major points at the beginning and then I go on to other things the difference between visual and lean and why that's important so we can enjoy ourselves at work not just have better business benefits of course we'll get that otherwise why bother but also that we can be at ease at work we can in fact feel masterful even in control of our corner of the world and that provides us with a little bit of margin to grow as people And to contribute in new ways. To say to another, how may I help you? Because I have the margin in my own day, in my own brain, in my own emotions, in my psyche. I can say, how may I help you? Oh, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. And so I have just tiny announcements. Our new newsletter, The Visual Thinker, uh, came out again this week. I think we're in our seventh issue. And the focus article this week was Doorway 2 Visual Standards, Are They Enough? And if you're very hot on visual standards, I want you to stay very warm and welcoming to them, but look at them with a careful eye, and I have some things to say in that newsletter article. If you're not getting it, just drop us a line at radio at visualworkplace.com or through my website, visualworkplace.com, and we will make sure that you get you get it. Our editor-in-chief also our VP of Communications and Marketing, Cindy Linden, has done a bang-up job and she has lots of wonderful tidbits and photographs of visual devices in there. The newsletter is kind of expanding as we get happier and happier about it. And I, I send my great thanks to Cindy for her contribution. It's um, thrilling. I am thrilled. So, the visual thinker. It's a newsletter now, and uh, it's available to you. As for our new website, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. I tell you, technology is not always a happy little partner. Technology kind of takes you by the throat and throws you around, (laughs) jerks you around. We were supposed to launch last Friday, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Today, we... We had the good sense to say we're not going to be launching today. Maybe it's going to happen tomorrow. You know, I'll let you know. I don't want to talk about it. It's just too hard on my heart. It makes me crazy because there's all this technical minutia that has to be addressed. You know, paper, pencil, there, I can handle it. But uh, the stuff that goes on inside the box, yikes. 
But we're excited about it. It's moving along, and we have a wonderful surprise for you in January, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. But for those of you who read books, we have a wonderful surprise for you. Please stay tuned. And that's all I'm going to say. I've been actually uh, 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 told not to say anything further, not to overpromise until we make it happen. So, uh, oh, and I have other news for you. This is good news. It'll, it won't sound like good news, but it turns out that Grant Whiskey, they're the folks who make Glenn Fittich, where I'm supposed to go in, uh, the, in December, needs to be making lots of whiskey for the holidays. So they have asked if my visit to the UK, to their plant, uh, could be rescheduled to the end of January. And we've said yes, of course. Same thing with Siemens Healthcare in the Cambridge area, Cambridge, UK. That means, you know what that means? Here's the good news. You have more time to register or to persuade your supervisor to send a group along with you. It's going to be a wonderful workshop at Grant's Whiskey. It's going to be on the visual machine. And I tell you, you just get online and Google Grant's Whiskey and you will see these magnificent layouts of these copper distilleries. They're so beautiful, so beautiful. And some of them look out over a lake. I mean, it's not like an American factory. It's so beautiful. And of course, the uh, uh, care with which this um, this very famous and very uh, well-loved product is made is obvious in uh, just the floor layout and what you see there. You go ahead and Google it and your eyes will fall out of your head. I think it's beautiful. So join me in beautiful Scotland in beautiful cold, cold, cold January. <laughs> I'm complaining about the cold now. Oh, my goodness. I better get my willies. So email us at radio at visualworkplace.com. If you, want, if you are not on our mailing list, the, the visual thinker is gorgeous. And email us for any reason. I have been getting some wonderful emails about visual leadership and our discussion, but I want to save that until we resume that in January when we'll jump into the X-type matrix after a very brief review. Let's move on to the topic of the day, which is... Visuality, five things you may not know, five things you should know about visuality. Do you mistakenly believe that the visual workplace is merely a series of point solutions, helpful, even clever, but not much more? Well, what I want to say to you is your expectation of visuality is too small. It's too small for the quantity of information deficits in your company. And it's too small, if you think like that, in terms of what it can deliver for your bottom line benefit and your cultural alignment. I want to say that and also state again what I state, what I state at the opening of every one of my shows. Visuality, in fact, is a language. It's an embedder. It's an embedded system of informational detail, which I call the vocabulary of visual. And its purpose, among many, many other things, is to capture and make functional the elements of your current operational system so you can see them, so you can know them, so you can improve them. This is as true in healthcare and in offices as it is in manufacturing, 
food processing, or an open pit mind. On its most effective level, the visual workplace allows you and your company to see how you think, how you think, and where the gaps in that thinking are. The words and the grammar of this new visual embedded language are the devices. This is the vocabulary, the visual devices and the systems. And the result of implementing them, the result of implementing this new way of thinking that's very tangible in its output is a workplace that speaks, whatever the venue. And that means dramatic increases in safety, productivity, quality, the satisfaction of customers, and your satisfaction. You're going to go to work and enjoy yourself because it's not only a place where you can be at ease, where the struggle is minimized, but it is also a place where you can be productive, where you could feel the mastery that you sometimes experience outside of work, maybe in your church or maybe in your garden, maybe you bowl, the kinds of things you do to brighten your spirit. These can be productive and business-oriented as well, but we must prepare the, vis- the physical work environment so that you can flow through it. And that means removing the information deficits, embedding the missing answers so that they're there when and as you need them. And then you flow. And I'm going to say more about this. I'm going to walk us through these five things you should know right after the break. I welcome this opportunity because we haven't talked about visuality directly for a number of shows. But we're going to do so today, continuing as I've started now. I'll see you in a few moments. I'll be here when you get back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The 
business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and you have arrived at the Visual Workplace. We're spending some time together today. We're talking about things you might should know about visuality that maybe you don't. Five things. And it's my pleasure to welcome you here. Really, really happy to see you, full of, <laughs> full of the holiday spirit, two months in advance. <laughs> well, a month in advance. So let's walk through the five things, just skim them. Things you may not realize about visual, here it is. Lean does not include visual. I'll unwrap that later in a moment. Visual and lean are equal partners. Visuality puts 5S on steroids and goes on from there. That's number three. Number four. Visuality provides a wholesale upgrade of your expectations and of your results. And five, visual thinking becomes a new core competency in your organization and must. So let's walk through each. First, lean does not include visual. There is an understandable confusion on this point because nearly every early training session on Lean has a built-in 5S module. And everyone knows you can see the result. Therefore, it's visual, the labels and the lines. Yes, Lean does have a component of visual. And it usually takes about 45 minutes to teach. God knows it would never take three and a half years of radio shows of an hour each to teach. (laughs) And it shouldn't. Anyway, I just like to talk about this stuff. But it usually takes about 45 minutes to teach. And that normally includes 5S. And as Lean progresses, visual visibility shows its pretty face a number of other times. For example, when Kanban is taught and put into place, scheduling boards when visual standards, which is what the newsletter article is about this week, where you see the elements of your standard operating procedure or you see the technical standards highlighted on something that is laminated and posted on a clothesline above your bench at the point of use. So we see that and we say, oh, yeah, lean is, lean's got visual, visual is there. Lean includes visual, but this is a mistake. And everybody will point to value stream mapping as something we can see. See, we're visual. Yes, yes. And some color coding and LCD monitors on machine availability or on patient status or discharge. And then we can see the KPIs. We can see the dashboards. I mean, visual are things you can see, right? So... 
the thinking goes. And these things are useful and serviceable, and they are worthy of our time to implement. Yes, yes. But this mistakenly leads us to believe that lean includes visual. It does not. It does not. Lean is not a subset. I beg your pardon. Visual is not a subset of lean. On the spectrum of things, all those solutions that I mentioned a moment ago rolled up represent 20% or generously 30% of the visual or visuality spectrum. 30% is, I think, really overly generous. It is visible. You can see it. You can point to it. It's tangible. That, that is the point of visual. It's tangible. But that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean because you have some devices that you have a fully functioning visual workplace. And at the very least, we should ask ourselves, if we get this much visuality and this much benefit, because there will be benefit out of Kanban and LCD monitors and color coding, visual standards, well, a little bit there, not much, scheduling boards, etc., um, supervisor standard work, all of this is visual, visible. If we get that much benefit out of this model, this approach, Ask yourself, what would happen if you added another 10% or even doubled that 30% to 60? Oh my gosh, what would happen if you got up to 70 or 80% visual? You get up to 80% visual and I buy my own plane ticket to come out and see your plant and I ask to write a book on you. Because you will be a showcase, not just of visuality, but of what it serves, which is the enterprise, your bottom line benefit, your cultural alignment. Do you see? Because your understanding of visual as point solutions, because of that understanding, when you think about visual as point solution solutions, you can't expand the paradigm, if you will, the model, the thinking far enough or roll out the implications. If you think of visual the way I described it, as it is presented in lean, it's useful, but it's not an equal partner. And as you'll find out in the next item, we're going to talk about the partnership between visual and lean, equal partners. With all due respect, dear listeners... You cannot measure your level of visuality by the number of visual solutions in your department or in your company. Because if you do, you will fail to understand the core concept, which is visuality is about thinking. And the result of that thinking is the language, the visual vocabulary of devices and of systems. So those devices are not put into place. They are expressed. They are there because we need them in order to capture our understanding of our operational system in a tangible form. When we become visual thinkers, we think. We think about our work in a new way. We think about problems in a new way, differently. We see motion, the enemy. And we know that if there's motion, there's missing answers. And we become scientists of that, and we 
put our answers in place in the form of visual devices. And you know, I mean, on every level of the enterprise, not just the operator level, although that's very powerful. It's very powerful because, to a great extent, that's where the power of information is a negative power. It's that information is missing, mostly on the operator level. And so visuality is just such a tremendous seismic change, such an improvement. But it also applies for supervisors. It applies in all departments, purchasing, and it applies for executives. I've spent almost 20 shows on visual leadership for the executive and another 10 or 15 on visual leadership for supervisors and managers. So it functions very highly on that level and not just in manufacturing, but as I said earlier, in all work venues, hospitals, government agencies, retail stores, front and back. Think of it, McDonald's, front and back, open pit mind. (laughs) It functions in the venue called work, the workplace. And I want you to think about this. Don't we see that also in the best visual system in the world, which is our roads and highways? Our roads and highways are run by visual devices. We don't decide to run a highway. We don't... Okay, I want to make the distinction now between visual and lean. The lean part of the equation of putting our highway system in place is we decide to run a highway through a particular part of the country. And we clear the mountains and we build the bridges. We find the critical path. We carve the value stream. That's the lean part of the highway system. And then we put visual in place and we make the roadways safe and therefore usable and car worthy, truck worthy. And we make our highway system an indispensable component component of our economy. And we don't decide not to run a highway. Let me say this right. We don't decide... Let me do it another way. And as we're putting a road in place through Podunk, USA, we don't decide to not put in the visuals just because it's Podunk. We don't decide, hey, we're not going to bother with uh, lane lines, borders, signals, ro- any road signs. Let's put, not put in any speed, bu- speed bumps because this is Podunk, USA. Let's just lay down the road. Let's just lay down the lean part. Let's forget the visual part. Because if we don't put the visual in place, we don't make the road functional, safe, so we can get where we're going on time safely. Hmm? Where we're going on time and safely. So the language that is embedded in our roadway system, please see the parallel is an exact parallel to the language that needs to be put, the visual language that needs to be put in place in our companies, in every department, in every aisle, in every corner, in the tool room, in incoming inspection, 
on the dock, in the loading dock space that butts up against the dock itself, we let the workplace speak. We share that information intentionally as part of the company, as part of the road itself. And that is the partnership of visual and lean, which brings me to the second part. Visuality and lean are equal partners. I want to go back to the road image again. You may have a great GPS in your car, but I will tell you, without visual devices in and on and around the road that it names, the GPS is worthless. It is the partnership between the GPS and the visuality in the roads that makes the GPS such an invaluable instrument. It's everywhere now. We've grown to depend on it. Okay, that little voice saying, turn here, turn there. But what if here isn't identified and there isn't identified? And that's the difference between lean and visual. Lean is the road. Visual is the information that allows you to use that road and to use it as part of the economic benefit of the enterprise. The roadway, the United States, the state regionally, the town you live in. Okay, I'm moving down into the departmental level or the whole thing, the whole company. Without visual, we would be functioning as villages. We would still be colonies with our own local farming and our own local trade. And sometime we would get in a coach and we would, whether that coach was a car or a stagecoach, we would go to another village, another colony, and everyone would say, good luck, hope you come back, hope you get there. Hope you come back. <laughs> All right. So that's the first point. Lean does not include visual. Be careful. Visual is so much more than lean really has time to address. Because it's, you know, laying down the road, moving those mountains out of the way. Laying down those bridges. So let's take our second break. I'll be here when you get back and we'll go on to visuality and lean as equal partners. See you in a minute. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Welcome to the unique job search community of Lynn Radice Live. 
you do have the power to land the perfect job. If you are unemployed or underemployed or looking for your next career move, tune in to Lynn Radice Live. Get a job, no excuses. This is a first-of-its-kind job empowerment show. Lynn will identify the most critical needs in today's job market and show you how you can get a top position today. Get ready. Let's get hired. Lynn Radice Live airs live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's toll free 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Hi, it's Gwendolyn. Welcome back to the third segment at the Visual Workplace today, where we are talking about the five things you may not realize about visuality. We just had our discussion of the first point, the first of the five, lean does not include visual. And I hope I made the point that if you think that lean does include visual, you will overlook the power of visual. Okay. It is treated as a subset, but it in fact is an equal partner. And that moves us to the second point. Visuality and lean are equal partners. Visuality, on the one hand, builds operational information into the physical work environment, enabling us and machines, if we work around machines, to work with greater precision, greater reliability, because they are self-regulating. Visuality puts information, one aspect of visuality puts information in place that explains. And when the workplace explains itself, it can regulate itself. We don't need any secondary, we don't need any accessories. The workplace is speaking to us all the time. By contrast, lean defines and directs the flow of work that visuality spells out. This is mapping out the road, moving the mountains, putting the bridges in place that we talked of before the break. This dramatically reduces lead time and flow distance. Visuality is about information and adherence. Lean is about the critical path and pull. Reducing that distance and therefore reducing the time. They go hand in hand, time and distance. You reduce the distance, you reduce the time. Visual partners closely with lean by embedding improvement information into the physical landscape and anchors the gains that you make through lean. If you do not get visual about your lean improvements, they will erode. It will take a couple of years. Suddenly, things begin to evaporate. The benefit begins to unravel. This is just a kind of state of atrophy. Anything that isn't maintained will begin to drift into a kind of deteriorated 
condition. It's just the way life is. You know, we have to stay healthy, exercise a couple of times a week if we possibly can, eat good food. This maintains us. That's Visual is like that. Visual embeds the information. Imagine, if you will, visual and lean, which I'm saying are equal partners, like the two wings of a bird, perfectly equal, perfectly imbalanced. They work best when they're in synergy, when they work together. If you've ever seen a bird with a broken wing, your heart just goes out to them because the little bird is trying to do what it, wants, what it does, which is to fly, and it's only got one wing. Visual and lean need each other the way the two wings of a bird need to work together. And I love to say it this way. If you've ever asked a bird which wing is more important, the bird will look you dead in the eye and just fly off and demonstrate the answer. You decide, they say to you, as you're becoming smaller and smaller in their eye. You decide which of these wings that I'm using right now is more important. You silly human. (laughs) Neither is more important. They are of equal importance. When we understand this balance, we can make decisions about deployment that advances the company. And I want to tell you this. In my experience, I either... We either, working with a company, implement visual first or lean first. We don't try to implement them at the same time. Or, if you will, we implement them in different departments. But we don't try to pile them on top of each other. We run them in two parallel tracks. And it's important to understand why we do this. Part of it is cultural but part of it is simply that we are changing the physical workplace in both cases. So it's a preference. You can try it another way, but my preference is to do one or the other. When you implement, when you roll it for the first time, visual or lean, you'll have very strong changes. They're both very powerful methodologies. Pardon me, let me reach for some water. They're both very powerful methodologies, but they need to grab. So if you start with visual, you run it, let's say, in a, in a department. You start with visual in a department, and you start making the tracks, training the, uh, training the thinking until it grabs, until that particular mode of thinking, visual thinking, gets in the grid, in the grid of the company. Another way of saying this, if you look at systems dynamics, it's in the consciousness grid. These implementations change us, not just the process, and we need time to absorb. We need time to let it grab us. If we begin with visual, we run it three, four, five months for the first cycle, We get that going, then we bring lean in. You don't have to do it this way, but I find it tricky to do it in combination. I've never been as successful as I want to be when I run them in combination. The same thing with lean. 
if you're doing lean, you're moving those mountains, you're laying down the road, you're putting in the bridges, you're going to work on visual, but you've got to first get the critical path in place. And that'll take you, well, it could take you a week, but in many cases, it'll take a month or so. So just run that and then bring in visual. Okay, let there be a pause, let, there, let them be sequenced rather than uh, together simultaneously. So you begin with visual, you let it run for a while, you build a demonstration, a pilot area, and this will be meaningless if all you're demonstrating is a bunch of point solutions. What you want to demonstrate is the thinking, visual thinking. That means you need to follow the methodology and balance it with creativity. We've talked about this many times. What you're demonstrating in a visual pilot is the result of methodology plus creativity, two kinds of thinking. Methodology is linear, logical, left brain, very rational, very step-by-step. It's a methodology. And the creativity part is expanded. It's imaginative, We could even say expansive, imaginative, wild, it's inventive, it's creativity. You're coming up with ideas. And these two work together. And the result is amazing bottom line benefits, 15 to 30% increase in productivity. And a strengthening of the work culture if one already exists. If one doesn't exist, if you're combative, you've got a group that's combative or indifferent, then it will build your work culture. So there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of learning in this and a lot of benefit behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. Or you begin with lean and you let that run for a while until it grabs and you demonstrate that thinking. The result will be a a strong cost reduction and and some cultural benefit. Lean is not as powerful as visuality in cultural benefit. And the reason for that is visuality deals with language, and language is us. I think I've told you once this story of a movie I saw. It was about the priests who went to Canada in the 1800s, the Jesuit priests. They were very, very smart, and they helped to uh, move the frontier of Canada to kind of settle. They were a very important force. They were extremely educated And they found themselves working with the Indians, the native population. And and so many of their assumptions about the way the brain works and what's needed were changed by working with the Indians. And there's this one scene where the Indian is a a Native American, a guide, is saying, "Why why do you keep making marks on this piece of paper? Why do you keep, why, why is this paper so important? Because the Indian had no experience of writing. What are you making these marks for? What, why? And the Jesuit priest was trying to find a way to make the jump. It's sort of like if he were looking at the smoke signals. Why do you, why do you make it so smoky around here? <laughs> no, no, this is language, says the native uh, the native. Indian, this isn't smoke, this is language, what's wrong with you? How can I express that? So the Jesuit wanted, Jesuit priest wanted to express that to the Indian to make the jump. And he, and he said, okay, 
I am making marks on the piece of paper, and these marks mean, I'm giving you an example, not his example, because I don't recall it exactly, Mary had a little lamb. That's what these marks mean. And the native Indian is looking at him saying, oh, why should I believe you? And he says, you go over there. See that man down by the river? My brother priest, see him? He's talking to some people. You go to him and you hand him this piece of paper and just say one thing, read. Just say that one word, read. So the Indian takes this piece of paper and walks down to the river to the other priest and says, read. And the Jesuit priest opens the piece of paper and says, Mary had a little lamb. And the native Indian got it. And it was revolutionary for his understanding because he was not acquainted with even the concept of writing and what its implications are. That's the way it is with visual. Until you understand visuality as a language, you will be thinking of it as a point solution and not embracing it for the benefit that it can give you because you just don't get it. And I want to say we, until we understand this, not you, until we understand this, we don't know the power of writing. Then suddenly we see, I can carry words to someone else, they have the same words. They understand there's a common improvement language. I hope I made a point with that story. <laughs> I hope I did. All right, we're going into our final break, and I'll be here when you get back, and I'll be contemplating whether or not I was successful or not. See you in a, see you in a minute. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. 
If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, hi, welcome back. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and you're in the final segment of our show today at the Visual Workplace. We are looking at the five things you should or could know about, maybe you don't know about visuality. So we've done visual does not include lean. I certainly built my case. I hope I made it. And then we moved on to visuality and lean are equal partners. And now we're going into visuality puts 5S on steroids. And I'll be able to do the other two in the, in the time that's left because they're all associated, or so, so I hope. So visual and lean are equal. Neglect one, neglect either, and your operations will not only not reach its potential, but whatever gains you make will erode. So lean is about making those gains. Visual is about building and, and anchoring those gains and building a continuous improvement work culture, a thinking work culture, from executive to operator, from supervisor to accountant. It's a language. A lot, so we're moving on to the next point. Visuality puts 5S on steroids and goes from there. In fact, applying 5S solely within the context of lean not only gives us a false belief that we are implementing the visual workplace or workplace visuality, it also vastly reduces the impact of so-called 5S. 5S has a contribution to make. So it reduces the impact of that. To put a finer point on it, in over 30 years of researching and implementing visuality, I have never found a more powerful approach for empowering and aligning the workforce, not just value-add employees, but all employees, than visuality. And 5S is not that powerful opportunity. In visuality, you are liberating you. In visuality, let me say it very clearly. In visuality, you are liberating information And when you do, you liberate the human will. 5S was never conceived to do that. 5S came to us from Japan. It originated, Japan originated the form. Seri Seitan Seiso, I forgot number four, and Shitsuke. The Japanese originated this form to keep the workplace clean and have a minimum required order. 5S is not supposed to be the vehicle for visuality. I used to, in the 1980s and 90s, call my 5S 5S plus 1 because I wanted to amp it. And then I discovered work that makes sense, operator-led visuality, and I called it by what it is. So do not think by giving operators 5S that you are giving them any kind of charmed opportunity. They must learn about visuality in addition to 5S if they are to embed their own need to know and need to share into the living landscape of their work. They must do this. Okay, 5S can't do it. Visuality puts 5S on steroids, makes that whole band of effort pay off in big time. 
let's move on to the last two points so I can complete this and you can have a kind of whole picture. Point number four, visuality provides a wholesale upgrade of your expectations and results. People never expect this of visuality. What do you mean? I should expect better and I should get more? But when effectively deployed, visuality will populate your operational landscape with not hundreds, but thousands of visual devices and mini systems that entirely redefine the way work gets done. Not what the work is. What the work is, is lean. That is the province of lean. But the way work gets done, how it gets done, how waste is reduced, how employees are involved, how customers are served, and how profit is made will add a huge component, potential, huge capability there. Nearly without exception, we see a 15% increase in productivity, not a 3% or 4%, but a 15%, and in many cases, a 30% increase on the departmental level. Partnered with lean on the macro level, the results become stabilized and become Uh, for certain, become embedded. So visuality and lean work together to help each other and you get the benefit of the benefit. It's a huge upgrade, wholesale. And the final part, visuality becomes a new core competency in your organization. Visuality offers the promise of a new enterprise one that reaches for and gains excellence as a way of doing business, as a part of daily work. That excellence is founded on the emergence of this core core competency that I call visual thinking. Simply defined, visual thinking is the ability of each employee, your ability and mine, to recognize the enemy, motion, moving without working, and the information deficits that cause that motion, and then to eliminate both through solutions that are visual. And we do this iteratively. That means we do it, and then we do it again, and then we do it again, and then we do it again. And we begin to work our way through the layers and layers of missing information. First thing that we tackle is the information deficit about where things are. And I tell you, when you put down the visual wear, you ask any operator, it feels like we're 90% through the entire paradigm of visuality, the entire process. But in fact, it's about 25%. Mm -hmm. Done cycle by cycle, the workplace begins to speak with a clear and precise and very friendly voice. It is the voice of the enterprise. It is also your voice. Visuality fits hand in glove with lean principles and practices. And it is the doorway to achieving and embedding the operational excellence you seek. Lean seeks, whatever the industry, whatever the level. So think about these five things. I'm going to just say them again and then we've got to say goodbye. Lean does not include visual. Visuality and lean are equal partners. Visuality puts 5S on steroids and goes from there. Visuality provides a wholesale upgrade of your expectations and your results. 
and visuality becomes a new core competency in your organization. It is the language of the benefit. It is the language of your profit. It is the language of your operational system and of the excellence that you wish to achieve. There it is. (laughs) I had a wonderful time with you today. Next week is Thanksgiving and Voice America will not be dealing with any of us live because they're taking Thanksgiving off also next Thursday. So I'll pick out a really good encore for you. I've had a wonderful time. Thank you very much. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth and I'm signing off. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.